Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 33 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. Thank God it's Friday. Man, oh man. Another weekend is here. Time to get ready to enjoy it. Let's just get into this. Journey updates. Well, guys, good week this week. I'm down two. So uh, for the month of uh, April, we are down two pounds. Total for the since the beginning, we are down 122.2. The pounds to get to the WW milestone of uh, the minus 125 milestone, we have 2.8 pounds remaining. And the pounds to get to the 253 goal is 20.4. And the pounds to get to my big goal of uh, dropping 200 pounds to then reevaluate is 77.8 pounds to go. Now, that was a good week, you know? No complaints there. Well, I have a unique opportunity here over the weekend. I got a couple of thank you messages that really touched my heart. And I just wanted to share a couple of them. I'm not going to give any names because I don't have permission to share or not share their names. And uh, not going to do it if I don't have specific uh, permission to do so. But the first one comes and says, Donato, just a short message to let you know I found your podcast. You truly are inspiring me. I I have done every weight program known to mankind. Started Weight Watchers a couple of weeks ago and have been religious to the program. Plus, I'm working out almost every day. Thank you for your inspiration and love. Your words are making all the difference. God bless you and happy Easter. And the second one, from a different listener. I want you to know I am on a three-mile walk. Fastest time ever, 19-minute mile, and I listened to your latest podcast. Do you know how many people you inspire? Do you know you're the reason I am walking when my ribs are aching and my knees are aching? Your honesty is refreshing and your frustration is real. 
Thank you for not sugarcoating the struggle. And no matter what size your suit shirt is, your buttons are not going to be bursting because of your size. Your buttons are going to be bursting because of the love you feel for your daughter. Have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you so much for your kind words. You know, a lot of the time I sit here at this mic and I can't help but feel like I'm invisible out here. I feel like, sometimes I feel like, why am I doing this? I feel like I have nobody, I get no, I feel like there's no expansion. There's no, no one knows I'm here. And then I receive something like this and it's like somebody throwing gasoline on fire. And all of a sudden I have the inspiration to do anything. But yeah, that frustration of feeling invisible, it's real. Even though it may be a lie. Because there's no way I could say, when you, feel, when you receive messages like this, you, there's no way I could say anymore that I feel invisible. But I do have those moments where no, one can, no one's hearing this. That's, that's what I'm telling myself. No one's hearing this podcast and I'm really wasting my time. But then I receive something like this and I know everything I just thought is a lie. Well, on to today's topic. So I want to talk about the power that guilt and shame hold over our journeys is insanity. And I I went over this in an early episode of my podcast, but I don't know that many people were listening then or if, if any, many people have heard that episode. So I just want to, it's heavy on my heart to share about food shaming and um, the guilt involved in just eating, in just eating the amount of guilt involved. So the other night, I decided maybe the last week and a half here, I have been attending the national workshops to see, you know, I used to love going to the local workshops because they're small little groups. And um, slowly but surely, Weight Watchers closed all the workshops I was attending. And these are virtual workshops. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't clarify that. Virtual workshops that were local. And I was hopping over from state to state. I was going to California. And mostly I was in California because of the time zone change. You know, I could sit here at 9 o'clock at night and attend a 6 p.m. workshop in California. And it was convenient. It was nice. And it kept my head straight for the longest time. And I stopped doing it because they, all of my favorite people, their workshops were being closed down. So I, I kind of rebelled a little bit and said, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. And then I didn't do any workshops for a, a, quite a while. And just recently I returned to my physical workshop in person. And I have been going there the last two or three weeks. But I got into the thing where I, I, you know, there's nothing on TV. Nothing. And it's all garbage, right? So I just wanted to feed good things into my life. So my idea was, let's get back into the workshops, the virtual workshops, and just be in it. Be in the journey 24-7. As often as possible, be in the journey 
yeah, you know what? Attending to multiple virtual workshops, it ends up getting repetitive. Don't get me wrong. If you've ever done it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I wanted to have my head engrossed in the journey and hopefully, you know, grasp, grasp something that people are going through. So I decided as much as I didn't, I didn't think I would like the national workshops and I'm mostly correct in that because I've attended a number of them and I'm not going to tell you the coaches I didn't like, but there is one that I did and that's coach Sophie, uh, coach Sophie F. I did enjoy her meeting, but I was in another one just a couple of days ago and a woman is talking and you could see, I mean, the amount of shame or guilt she was experiencing just from something so, so minuscule in, in the broad scheme of things. She had said that she was having a salt craving. She was having a craving for salt and she wasn't taking a, a, you know, a jar of salt and pouring it in her mouth. She wanted something crunchy and salty. So when, when I say that, crunchy and salty, what are you thinking? You're thinking potato chips, right? I mean, that's what I think. I think that or pretzels or something like that, right? And so she goes on to talk about it. And every word that's coming from her mouth is from a position of thinking she made a bad choice. And this notion that food is good or bad is the biggest problem in weight loss. I don't care what program you are on. Keto, Atkins, Slim Fast, you name it, Weight Watchers, doesn't matter. This notion that food is good or bad is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And it is the biggest chain on everyone. It is the one anchor that people will just accept and never realize it's an anchor on their journey. And holding them back, the, the theology that food is good or bad is holding you from getting to your goals. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second, so just stay with me. But it, there's no such thing as good or bad food. There is only food. Food is not good or bad. Your relationship with that food might be good or bad, but the food itself is not good or bad. We need to stop the ideology of when, when someone looks at you and knows you're on a weight loss journey and sees you eating potato chips, the automatic thinking is they're cheating. <laughs> it couldn't be, especially if you're on Weight Watchers, any of you listening to me knows it couldn't be further from the truth. And I'll explain it to you because everything on Weight Watchers has a point value. And if, if, we can, if I can make all of the non-Weight Watchers listeners understand this, if you have $20 in your wallet and you go to Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast and you spent five, and then you went to the snack machine, and you spent two, how much money do you have left 
for lunch. $13, right? So now if we turn dollars into points, it's the same ideology. If breakfast costs me five points, if I have 20 points for, the, for breakfast and lunch, and breakfast, breakfast costs me five points, and my snack costs me two, I have 13 points left for lunch. That is essentially how Weight Watchers works. Every food item has a point value. You may not understand that, but it does. And all I need to do is take my little camera, point it at the barcode, and you know what? All of a sudden, a bag of Doritos has a point value. And if I decide that point value is worth paying, I'm going to purchase the item. The same way you walk into a store and you look at a candy bar and you say, how much is the candy bar? Two bucks? Sure, I'll spend two bucks on it. It's the same ideology. At the end of the day, if you have no points left or if you have no dollars left, you're not eating anything else. That's all there is to it. That's how it works. So whether somebody uses their points on a bag of Doritos or they're using their points on grilled chicken, it's the same ideology. This, I, this, this thought process of someone is cheating because they chose a bag of potato chips is just ludicrous. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll get more into what this woman was talking about and what I said to her. Stick with me. Don't go anywhere. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. All of our other social media links can be found at www.therantingweightwatcher.com. You can also email the show, say hello, or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here, and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that The Ranting Weight Watcher has been rated number 6 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. back thanks for sticking with me we've been talking about food shaming in general here and I just want to get a little more into in depth into what actually happened in that workshop so this woman talking about having a salt craving and everything she was talking about the choice she made was dill pickle chips and everything how she said it her 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 body language or or her 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 tone as she was saying it was coming from a position of guilt like she knows she shouldn't have done it 
And I, I felt so, my heart went out to her because there's so many people that just don't get it. How this, how the beauty of Weight Watchers. There's so many people that just don't understand it. So a lot of the times if I show up to these workshops and then someone often says something that triggers the passion in me. Okay, and she did that. She triggered the passion in me. And so quickly I raised my hand. And then they called on me. And I said, I have a comment to the woman with the, pic- with the dill pickle chips. And I just wanted to say, what's the, one, what's the three things that Weight Watchers asks us to do? They ask us to track what we eat. They ask us to weigh and measure it. And they ask us to move. Did you do those three things? You wanted the dill pickle chips. Did you track them? Did you measure them? And did you move? Did you do those three things? Because if you did those three things, it does not matter what the food item is. Does not matter. If you're willing to pay what it costs to eat it, and you did those three things, it does not matter. If you scan a barcode of some potato chips and the barcode tells you the entire bag is six or seven points and you're willing to spend six or seven points on that bag of potato chips, have at it. Do what you want to do. That's what it's about. That's the beauty of Weight Watchers. Track, weigh and measure, and move. That's all they want you to do. If you don't track the food item, now you're cheating. If it went in your mouth and didn't go in the tracker, you're cheating. If it went in your mouth and you didn't measure it and didn't go in the tracker, you're also cheating. If it, you skip any one of those three things, tracking, weigh, measuring, and moving, you skip any one of those three things, that's on you. But if you did all those three things and your choice was potato chips, there is zero to feel guilty about. Zero. Food is not good or bad. It is only healthy or unhealthy. In the end, the choice is yours. If you want to spend your points on something that's unhealthy, not only are you not going to eat much food because all of the unhealthy items are very expensive on Weight Watchers plans. So you're not going to have much to eat and you're going to probably be end up being very hungry if all you eat is unhealthy foods. But does that mean you couldn't get away with it? If you had enough willpower to only eat the unhealthy items, your points fly out the window and you ate nothing else for the rest of the day, you just drank water. I mean, you you still, you're, you're within the plan guidelines. It may not look like it to anyone around you, but listen, Jesus Christ was the only person that walked the face of this earth that was perfect and he got crucified for that. So if he didn't get universal acceptance, nobody will. You are, you are crazy to ever believe you will. 
we need to forget the idea that food is good or bad. It's so important to your journey. It's so, oh man, I, I, I can't put good enough words into how incredibly important it is for you to make this realization. Because this, this realization that, because every time you grab the bag of chips, if you think it's a bad food item, what are you thinking? Well, I blew it today. And if you're thinking you blew it today, what's going to follow the bag of chips? Maybe a second bag of chips. Maybe uh, a piece of cake. Because if you're anything like me and you eat some salty stuff, you want some sweet to go right, right in after it. You're gonna, in one hand, you'll have a bag of chips. And in the other hand, you'll have cookies. And you'll take one, a chip and then a cookie and then a chip and then a cookie. Because you want salty and sweet at the same time. That's if you're me, that's what you're doing. Or maybe not chips, pretzels. I I tend to go for pretzels a lot. But this is... I, I can't make you understand this. You have to grasp it yourself. Because until you do, there's a chain attached to your body and that chain is attached to an anchor. And that anchor will prevent you It'll allow you to go so far in the journey. You'll go and you'll lose some weight. But eventually, the chain will get pulled taut. Okay? And you're not going to be able to go any further. And you're just not going to be able to get past the idea that you're making a bad choice. You may be making an unhealthy choice. But it's not bad. The only reason you should choose not to eat something is if you know you can't stop. If I I used to be I used to avoid cookies. Why did I avoid cookies in the beginning? Because I knew I couldn't eat just 12. That's why. 12, 13, 15 cookies, whatever it was. Okay? That's the reason you should skip a food item. Because you know you can't handle saying no to it once you start. And maybe one day you will be strong enough and you'll be able to eat three or four cookies and then say, okay, I'm done. Three or four cookies is all I wanted. And that's the position I'm in now. I have cookies for, with my breakfast every, every Saturday morning. I grab four cookies. I put them with my breakfast every Saturday morning. Track them. And I'm done. No guilt. No shame. No one can tell me I'm doing something wrong. I'm down almost 125 pounds. And I've been eating four cookies every Saturday for months. I put in the work. I do what's required of me. I deprive myself of nothing. It takes, it takes incredible discipline to do the things that I do. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. This is not easy to make choices, unhealthy choices on a consistent basis. Every Saturday, I save all of the things I crave for Saturdays. Why do I choose Saturday? Because I weigh in Saturday morning. I get my result. I'm, I'm uh, loose on my food choices that day for Saturday. Breakfast and lunch, 
I, I mean, I have the cookies with breakfast. But lunch is the same lunch as every other day of the week. And dinner is a very relaxed type of food choice. If I want a cheeseburger on a Saturday, I'm going to eat a cheeseburger. If I want fried chicken on a Saturday, I'm going to eat fried chicken. But I do what's required of me. Weight Watcher said, track, weigh and measure, and move. And I do all of those three things. Nobody can take that away from me. Nobody can tell me I'm doing something wrong. That's what I've been asked to do. That's how I dropped 122 in, in change, in pounds. By tracking, weighing and measuring, and moving. And I always make room for the stuff I crave. Saturday night. Whatever it is. And then Sunday through Friday, I'm like a machine. Disciplined. 200 ounces of water or more. Everything is the same. Whether every, all six days, all six days, same breakfast. All six days, same lunch. Dinner is different depending on what night of the week it is. But I'm regimented. Sunday through Friday. And I'm relaxed on Saturdays. And anything I crave from Sunday to Friday, I take care of that on Saturday night. If I crave, right now, I, am, I have been craving French toast. Real, like legit. That thick, you know, that thick, good, good French toast. The one when you go to the diner and it's like an inch and a half thick, that bread. And it's got the powdered sugar on top. That's the, that's, I'm legit, I've been craving that French toast for like four weeks now. But I said to myself, I am not getting that French toast until I pass the 125 mark. I'm not allowing it. And it will be a Saturday morning breakfast. When I hit the 125, I will go get my French toast. That's what I'm doing. Okay? And that's how I've done it. I've done it that way from the beginning. And sometimes people hinder themselves just on the day of the week they choose to move to weigh in. If you love to go out to eat on the weekends with your friends, make your way in Saturday morning and then go out and have a good time and then make sure you get on track on Monday. Get regimented. Do what needs to be done. The thing you need to take the most from this episode is in the broad scheme of things one slip up is nothing when you look at your entire journey as a whole from beginning to end take a 40,000 foot view of your entire journey This slip-up with whatever it is cannot be the catastrophe you think it is. How old are you right now? How many years do you think you have left? So let's say you're 40 and you think you're going to live to be 90. You got 50 years left. What are you telling me is going to be the difference of you picking out on some Easter candy or whatever have you? 
Are you kidding me right now? This whole idea of feeling guilty for eating something you wanted to eat, beating yourself up for literally no reason. Look at the whole picture. Beginning to end. How many years do you have left? Make an estimation. Now, this slip up and compared to the whole journey, what, what, what is the, what is it? What is it compared to the other thing? In the broad scheme of it, what is this one slip up that you feel so guilty about in the broad scheme of things? It's just bullshit. It's a way for you to feel bad and beat yourself up and you don't even realize it, but every time you do this, you send yourself back to the beginning. But first, before you go back to the beginning, you spiral out of control. And you do a whole bunch of other bad things first before you finally get your head on straight and get your head back in the game. So skip all that, skip the guilt, skip the shame, get back in the game because you know what? If you got 50 years left, today doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Get over yourself. Champions don't have excuses. They just get up, dust themselves off, and keep moving forward. I know you're a champion. Do what needs to be done. And forget this guilt and shame nonsense. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.